It's never a good thing to look at your watch before you pass the mic to the preacher. Well, I'm just going to quote someone because I kind of feel like I'm in that same place. Like Elizabeth Taylor told her third husband, don't worry, I'm not going to keep you very long. Just feel like we need to just stay right where we are. Um, I'm going to kind of tag on to what Brian Walksmith was talking about this morning in our Sunday school class. Um, but what's important is that we be real um, and that church would be real. And, and you know, our, our anxiety comes up a little bit when we have first-time guests and, you know, God starts moving and we start getting scared. And it's wrong. God should move, and we should get excited, and we should um, pile on. So I'm going to pile on for just a moment. Um, It's said in Scripture that where there's a tongue, let there be one or two, two or three, and to be in order. If one's got one to the other one to be quiet, there is order. But I believe it was happening so often that Paul had to come and say, hey, this is the way it needs to go. Now when it happens, people want to think, oh my gosh, what's happening in that church? And no, it should be, oh my gosh, what's happening in that church? What is happening? God's speaking. Does anything else matter? So before we all get too judgmental, um, before we get too judgmental, go to the Word. What does the Word say? The Word says, above everything, God wants prophecy. That's what God wants. Does anybody care what God wants? And then the testimony that came this morning, it says in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, that we overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. Don't tune out. God's not done. You are here on purpose. And you need to get excited about church. And as Brandon said... Tell everyone what God's doing. Some of you got healed this morning, and you're going to have a testimony, and you're going to need to tell some people about what God did. Um, so in Sunday school, we've been, Brian's intention was to come in and talk to us about the relevance of the uh, first, the Ten Commandments. And I think we've probably been on the first and second commandment for about, I don't know, ten weeks Is that exaggerating? I don't think so. And to be honest with you, I don't think we're ready to move. We've just been on the first two, and the first one is, um, you shall have no other gods before me. Um, Is that the first one? (laughs) (laughs) And the second is, don't make a carved image of any other idols. And and the, the intention was, number one, you've got to find the right God. Number one, you've got to find the right God. And then you've got to make sure that, that your concept of God is right. Once we've got the right God, we can get off in how we view God. And God's saying, you've got to have the right God, me, and you've got to know me. Because your version's going to get off. We saw that the children of Israel, all that had to happen was Moses had to be, just be gone for a few moments. And they got afraid, and they went and built a cow a golden cow, and worshiped it and gave it all the credit for everything that had happened. 
I want you to know, without God, we will get off. So getting, getting the right God and then getting the right God right. Are you with me? So this morning, I just want to show you a scripture. It's John chapter 4, I believe it's verse 22. I had it and I've gotten excited with my phone. Can you put up 22? Can we see if that one's right? No, 23. 23. But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when, tr- the tr- when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. This morning in worship, I tried to give that word before we started worshiping, and I believe you heard it. I believe that us setting our course to worship God truly and in spirit, I think all it, all it takes on our end is a try. I believe all that God's looking for, as Stephanie said in Sunday school this morning, that teachers just want to see a student just try. And I believe that God is looking for his people to just try. Try to go after him. Try to learn about him. Try to walk it out. Yes, you're going to fall. God would not have had to have sent his son to die on the cross if we could just always get it right, but we can't. So I want to encourage you this morning as those words and tongues and healings and spiritual things take place is get to know God. Get to know him. The things of God will not scare you off. We must, church, get to know the real God. It's why, as Mark said, one of the main points of this morning was that you would receive the Holy Spirit. Because the only way for you to truly be able to understand the Word of God is to have the Holy Spirit teaching you. That's part of His role is to teach you these mysterious, huge things that God has for us. I believe one of our biggest struggles as a church and as a person is our our own identity. And the reason we struggle with our identity is because we don't know God's identity. If we would know him and what he thinks, our identity would change. Because we would learn what he thinks who who we are, what he thinks of me. I had somebody say, "Oh man, you got you had a major post about you in Facebook this week." And my anxiety wanted to just go out the roof. Oh my gosh, what what now? Because I don't know about you, but I have I, me and my family, me and my wife have been bashed on social media. And it's a shame how quickly we can tank based on what somebody else thinks. And what happens is the moment that happens and fear creeps in, I forget who God is, I forget who I am, and I buy into what people say I am. So I believe today's intention is God is revealing himself to us. He's trying to show you himself, that he is a God of mercy and grace. Today I wanted to talk about Abraham, and part of the gift of Abraham, part of the blessings of Abraham is that he was justified by his faith. Justified, meaning he was made righteous, meaning all of his sins, past and future and present, 
was paid for, and he was made righteous. You have been made righteous if you have accepted Christ. The stuff that you have does not define you. Christ defines you. So my encouragement to you today is get to know God. Get in his word, ask him to fill you with his spirit, and get around people that are speaking God's word. Their time is coming where he is looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, I think that we can look at that a thousand ways. I'm going to look at it too. In spirit, I do believe means capital spirit is to worship him by his spirit, but I also think it means down in my spirit. I can go through the motions and sing the songs and raise my hands and clap and have a big time, but it never enter my spirit. There is a difference between my flesh worshiping and my spirit worshiping. When my mind and my heart and all that I have to offer engages in worship, I believe that's what he's talking about in spirit. But then to be in truth, I believe, means that I am to worship God according to his truth. Not my version of the truth. Not my own desires and opinions, but his truth. Those that love him, obey him. Those that love him know his commands and follows them. So as he's asking me to worship, he's saying, I want you to follow my commands. That's your worship for today is to follow what I've called you to do. Why? Because God, that's the, that's the vessel in which he blesses. Get in the vessel. Get in the flow of where I am, and that flow is in spirit and in truth and my true worshiping of him, meaning I am turning my heart to him, knowing his word, believing his word, walking his word. Church, our church will never look the same. It will never look the same if we can get this right. I just thank you for the obedience of those that came up and gave those words. That's hard. Um, it's challenging because we have moving parts going on up here, and sometimes we hear you, sometimes we don't, and you've got to be patient. And then we've got flesh. I'm telling you, it's hard for God to move in a man. That's where our part kicks in. That's where we have to surrender and let God be God because he's way better at it than we ever could be. I want you to know what you're believing for, your breakthrough, your financial, your health, your kids, your job, our future, our nation. God's got it if we would just let him have it. God's got it. So I'm going to close with this. I've been to talk to Elizabeth about this just briefly. As I've been running, I felt like the Lord's asking us to fast and pray for a week. I want to do it the week of Halloween for two reasons. I don't even know if there's a vote this November. Is there? Okay, that's funny. I'm telling you, I cannot stand to watch politics. It breaks the church in half. It breaks families in half. So I very much run from it. I have my own opinions. Don't ask me because I won't tell you. Um. It's not because they're wrong, they're right, but anyway. <laughs> but you want to split a church, start talking politics. But I would like us to consider starting next Sunday to fast something, sodas, coffee, whatever you want to do, chocolate, 
whatever, I don't care. Something, give up something of value to you and let's pray for a week. I want to pray against uh, it being Satan's week. It's not Satan's week. It's God's week. Satan doesn't own a day. He didn't create it. He tries to mess it up, but he can't. He can't have it. This is the day the Lord has made, but I still want to be praying um, over, over uh, for, for, that, for that coming Sunday and for our election coming up, but I kind of just want to have a prayer service uh, in about a, uh, the Sunday before the vote. And Scripture said he, the church wasn't to be a house of worship, wasn't to be a house of uh, relationship. He said he wanted it to be a house of prayer doesn't mean fellowship and worship doesn't take place. Of course it does. But he said he wanted it to be a house of prayer. So I just kind of feel the need for to call to a fast and to be praying. And um, I think we need to be praying for our city. I think we need to be praying for our children. I think we need to be praying for our education system. There's a billion things that we need. Can we pause for a moment, take a week, and pray? Everybody say yes. Okay, good. Thank you. All right, y'all stand up with me. I'll have more organization for us come next week. Um, just a little side note. CHS Volleyball going to state Tuesday. Uh, Baxter going to state this week in volleyball. Our girls soccer team, which Burton Putman's son, Will, coaches is uh, just one district, and they're going to region. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. We are the underdog, but I believe we're going to kill them. All right, let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the move of your spirit today. God, I thank you for a church that will not reject it. But God, that we will accept your Holy Spirit. We will accept your guidance and your leadership. We will accept your move. Lord, help us in in our flesh and in our stuff to just surrender to you. God, I just pray for those that got prayer this morning that they would get their uh, answer. God, you're a God who answers, and I believe that my prayers are praying the word. God, your word says where two or more agree, a thing is done, that the fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. I believe that a lot has been done today, Lord, and that no weapon formed against us will prosper, and that every tongue that raises up against us shall be defeated. Somebody say amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we believe your word and we trust you. We just ask you to move mountains this week, open doors that need to be opened, close doors that need to be closed, help us in our decisions, and God, when we mess up, give us a way out. You're a God of mercy and grace. Just thank you for that. Just bless us this week in Jesus' name. Amen.